0: Scott Seidenberg on v the Sports Betting Network. Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on v the Sports Betting Network. As the weekend is pretty much upon us. Which means the NHL All Star game and the skills competition, which will take place on Friday, and then the game on Saturday. And then the Pro Bowl skills competition took place here on Thursday, and the game will be played this Sunday. And then, of course, all the attention after this weekend will be on the Super Bowl next weekend in Los Angeles. And a lot of people have been talking about the possible line movements if they are going to be any, and the possible movements in the props market. And speaking of the props market, hundreds of them, thousands, unveiled across uh, town here. We had the Superbook unveil their list of props. All the online books have unveiled their list of props, so we can dive into everything Super Bowl for the next week or so. I wanted to start this by talking about what went down in the NBA because it was a fun night for favorites. On Thursday, we just had six games in the NBA. Favorites went five and one straight up. The only favorite that did not win The 41 and now 10 Phoenix Suns. Winners of 11 straight coming in. That winning streak has been snapped as they fall to the Hawks in Atlanta by a score of 124-115. A full disclosure, I bet on the Suns. So I watched a lot of this game. And... It was a very strange watch. I don't know how many of you have experienced this, and I'm sure that if you are an experienced sports better and you've been watching games for a long time, you've seen what I'm about to explain. This was just a weird game. <laughs> like, that's the best way to sum it up. And I know it's a terrible word, like it's not very descriptive, but this was a weird game. It never felt, no matter how close the Suns would make the score, it never felt like they were going to win the game. There were, there were times where the Suns looked disinterested. There were times where maybe the energy wasn't there. Uh, there were also a, a lot of weird foul calls that, um, look, it wasn't like a d- disparity from one team or another. It's just the game, it didn't have a flow. It didn't have a feel. It was just a weird game to watch. And, and I was watching, especially in that fourth quarter, you know, the Suns would, would pull within six and then there'd be like, you know, just a a, a ridiculous foul call that halted play and the Hawks would reset. They would, you know, extend the lead. Then it just, it was just a weird game. That's just flat out. That's what we're going to leave it as. And we're going to just put it behind us. It happens. The Suns have now had their winning streak snapped. Now we look for them to bounce back on the road at Washington on Saturday, which is probably going to be a hammer spot for me. Coming off of this loss, I think now is the uh, time to hammer the Suns and they'll get on the right side of this thing. It could have very well have been a little bit of the Atlanta flu. Maybe you go into Atlanta, known for their certain nightlife spots. Maybe that's what the Suns were doing. On uh, Wednesday night. Um, But they just didn't look right in this game. Still, best record in the NBA, 41 10. But if you watch that game, it did not look like the best team in the NBA coming in uh, off of an 11 game winning streak. So that was the only favorite that lost on Thursday. Timberwolves beat the Pistons, 128 117. The Heat took care of the Spurs, 112 95. The Raptors, in overtime, beat the Bulls, 127-120 overtime, where dogs go to die. Uh, Warriors beat the Kings, 126-114. And uh, if you recall, last night, I talked about the play in this game was the Warriors in the first half. Uh, I felt that the Kings having to uh, play the night before and win against the Brooklyn Nets... In come from behind fashion, probably took a lot out of them. And it was also just their third win in 15 games. You know, they snapped a seven game losing streak. And I just felt, you know what? This is not a good spot for the Kings. They might keep it close or pull, you know, get close at the end. So the 14 point spread, I didn't really like. Warriors actually won by 12. But the first half was really where I felt strongly about this game. And I predicted last night that the spread was probably like eight and a half or something like that. Uh, The Warriors were up by 19 going into the half. They had an 11-point lead after the first quarter, and they had a 19-point lead going into the half. They won the game by 12. 126-114, so they covered the first half. They did not cover the full game line. And then the Clippers beat the Lakers in the thrilling final minute of that game, 111-110. Lakers do cover, though, because they were like three-and-a-half-point underdogs. So the Lakers cover, the Clippers get the win. Uh, On Friday, there will be... um, a much bigger slate, about, what, eight, nine games on Friday? And the first one that jumped out to me was looking at the Raptors against the Hawks, okay? Hawks going on the road after just beating the Phoenix Suns. Now you have Toronto at home, Yes, they're coming off of an overtime game, but it's not like there was travel involved. They're home. Toronto is a small one-and-a-half-point favorite. I will look to fade Atlanta on the road after their win against the Phoenix Suns. And that's something I typically like to do uh, in just general, is fade a team after a big win or a a marquee win or just an emotional win, something like that. Like, look at, remember the other night in the NHL, Arizona beat the Colorado Avalanche, huge upset. And immediately, my first thought was, we're fading them (laughs) in the next game. And it worked out. They lost 4-2 to the Flames. They actually got dominated in that game. Well, Hawks, second night of a back-to-back, After the upset over the Phoenix Suns, I'm going to fade them in Toronto on Friday night. Raptors minus one and a half. Uh, Other games of note, the Jazz five and a half point favorites at home against the Brooklyn Nets. The Nets have been a disaster. The Nets have lost six straight games. They just found out that Joe Harris Probably needs another surgery. So he's gonna have he had a major setback. So he's not coming back anytime soon. And I don't think you can really understate the impact that Joe Harris has on this Nets team. When it comes to spacing, having um a three-point threat like Joe Harris on the floor, it is. Such a boost to Kyrie and Harden and Durant because it it pulls defenders away from the paint where those guys thrive, right? The the dribble, drive, you know, drive and kick out. That game, without Joe Harris, it's a major loss for the Brooklyn Nets, and it looks like he's not going to be back anytime soon. This team is just a disaster, and now... Uh, they're going to be on the road uh, against, yeah, banged-up team in the Jazz. But it's another game with Kyrie because they're on the road, but they are five-and-a-half-point dogs. And a lot of talk after that last loss. I don't know if they're going to right the ship here in uh, Utah. So that was a couple of games that really jumped out to me on the NBA schedule for Friday. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air. S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Other news around the league. Draymond Green is not going to be back for another three to four weeks. And when we talk about our future on Jaron Jackson Jr. to win the defensive player of the year, there's no reason why Draymond Green should be above Triple J in the odds. He's already been out for a month. He's going to be out another month. The fact that this guy is plus 160 and Jaron Jackson's at plus 900, that's a joke. Draymond Green should not even be on this list. If he's going to miss two months of the season, the same goes for Rudy Gobert. Who's out with an injury as well. So the futures market definitely needs an adjustment for sure. It's a very exciting weekend here in Las Vegas. We have the NHL All-Star Game, the Pro Bowl. We had skills competitions galore. So much more to get into right here on The Look Ahead here on v
1: The Sports Betting Network.
0: Welcome back. This segment of The Look Ahead is brought to you by Zin Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zin Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zyn. So head on over to Zinn.com find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on v the Sports Betting Network. We had news in the NFL as the Jaguars have hired a head coach. And no, it ain't Byron Leftwich. Doug Peterson, former Eagles head coach, Super Bowl champion Doug Peterson, has been hired as the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach. And uh, no, we're not betting on the Jaguars to win the Super Bowl next year, just in case anybody was wondering. Uh, But congratulations, Doug Peterson is hired. There are still, I guess, uh, what, two or three jobs open um, as of now. And we know that Jim Harbaugh is not going to be getting one of those jobs. As far as the Super Bowl MVP goes, it's very important that you shop around to get the best odds possible. And it's maybe not just the MVP. Do this with all of the props. All of the books here in town, all of the online books are presenting their offerings. Utilize that to your advantage. Line shop. Find the best odds, and that's the book where you place your wager. I was looking earlier today at the Super Bowl MVP odds at Boyd Gaming. They had Joe Burrow at plus 110. Think about that. Joe Burrow right now up on DraftKings is plus 225. He was at plus 110 at Boyd. So maybe it's because of Mattress max bet. I don't know. Somebody must have put a ton of money on the Bengals to win to move the odds that drastically. But shop around because other players were – Priced differently. Cooper Cup was at plus 500. Another book has him at 600. Another book might have him at 650. If you think Cooper Cup's going to be the MVP, find the book that has the best odds and place the wager there. Whether that's online, whether that's at a local casino, wherever. Whoever has the best odds, that's where you have to place your bet. I'm going to place a bet on Cooper Cup at hopefully 650, not at 600, certainly not at so it's very important that you do your line shopping because you're going to be able to find the same props pretty much at every book. Everyone's going to have the same things listed and whoever's giving you the best price on those. That's where you have to place your action. Here's the updated odds on the DraftKings King sports book. Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow are your favorites. Stafford's even money and Joe Burrow's plus 225. Cooper cup is next at plus 600 Aaron Donald. Is at plus sixteen hundred. Then Jamar Chase eighteen to one. Odell Beckham Jr. twenty eight to one. Cam Akers thirty five to one. And then the players that I will be wagering on: Jalen Ramsey one hundred to one. Leonard Floyd one hundred and fifty to one. Yeah, I'm doing it. Pulling the trigger on on the defensive guys, and it could happen. I'm not saying that it's a uh, likely occurrence. The quarterbacks are the safest bet to win the MVP. We've had 31 quarterbacks win the Super Bowl MVP, so that is your safest bet, and you can utilize those odds to your advantage based on whichever team you want to back to win. If you are a Bengals backer, and you think the Bengals are going to win this game, Let's just utilize the DraftKings Sportsbook for an example. The uh, the money line on the Bengals is plus 165. I'm here to tell you, and if I'm wrong, blame me, okay? I'll take the blame. I'm telling you that if the Bengals win the Super Bowl, Joe Burrow is winning the MVP. I don't see any scenario in which he doesn't. If the Bengals win, it would have to be a catastrophic disaster of a performance from Joe Burrow combined with the Bengals winning and then somebody else winning MVP. But do you know what? You know what, though? Even if he doesn't have a great performance. He's still going to win it. Because the storyline around the Cincinnati Bengals is all about Joe Burrow, right? The national champion, Heisman, you know, rookie gets hurt, comes back, and in his second year, really his first full season, because of the injury last year, he goes out and takes the team to the Super Bowl. They win the Super Bowl. He's winning this award. Remember, when Peyton Manning won his first Super Bowl, he did not deserve the Super Bowl MVP. Both Dominic Rhodes and Joseph Adai literally should have split the award that year. The two of them were the reason why the Colts won. But Peyton Manning wins the Super Bowl MVP because it's Peyton Manning and it's his first. it was his first Super Bowl win. If the Bengals win, it's going to Joe Burrow. So, instead of betting plus 165 on the Bengals to win, Bet on Joe Burrow to win the MVP. You'll get plus 225. You're getting a better payout by betting the correlated bet. Instead of the Bengals' money line, bet on Joe Burrow to win the MVP. For the Rams, it could be a number of players. Stafford, yes, is the favorite. And it makes sense. Because the storyline, much like it's all about Joe Burrow for the Bengals, it's dominated by Matthew Stafford, right? The Rams traded so much of their draft capital in order to acquire Matthew Stafford. This team was all in for this season. And they felt that the one thing that they were missing was a quarterback that can make the throws. And they went out and they got him in a trade. Now he brings them to a Super Bowl, justifying the trade. If they win, he's likely to win this award. So if you think the Rams are going to win, you don't want to mess around with the spread, why risk the minus 195? Why risk the juice on the money line when you could get even money on Stafford to be the MVP? The one thing that gives me hesitancy there is that I do believe that there is a path for somebody other than Stafford winning the MVP. I, I I look at the strength of this Rams team, which really is their defense, their defensive front, uh, whether it's Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Von Miller, you know, throw Jalen Ramsey in the secondary in there, but really the front, the front seven. And the weakness of this Bengals team is clearly their offensive line. I mean, Joe Burrow got sacked nine times against the Tennessee Titans. Nine! And the last time we saw a team that had a very strong defensive front seven go up against a team that had some deficiencies on the offensive line, That was Super Bowl 50. And that was the Broncos beating the Panthers. And that was Von Miller winning the MVP when he had six tackles, two and a half sacks, and one pass defended. Against this Bengals front, Von Miller could actually have the same type of game. Aaron Donald could get a strip sack. Leonard Floyd could get a scoop and score. And if it's a low scoring game, a 24-10 type of game, a defensive player has a really good chance to win the MVP. So I wouldn't go jumping in on Matthew Stafford, but I will sprinkle on uh, some of these other players as well. I mentioned the Pro Bowl here in town this weekend. So is the NHL all Star festivities, the skills competition taking place here on Friday. Coming up next, we'll be joined by hockey analytics expert Megan Cheka in studio. We'll talk some hockey, maybe place a little future bet on uh, my Rangers to win the Eastern Conference. Why not? Right, plus eleven 1, hundred. It's good value there. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, scottsonair. S C O T T S O N A I R. We're gonna get into the hockey coming up next here on the Look Ahead here on V Sin the sports betting network this is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network Join our own Stormy Buonantoni on Friday the 11th at 6 p.m. for the Big Game Betting and Beers event at the South Point Casino here in Las Vegas. Stormy will be joined by our guys in the desert, Chris Andrews, Jimmy Vaccaro, and Vinny Maiulo for a fun and informative look at betting this year's big game and stories from behind the book about all the action these legends have seen over the years. The event is free for everyone over 21, so stop by the South Point on Friday the 11th at 6 p.m. to get free samples of Bookmaker Blondale. Specials on Budweiser. Purchase signed copies of Chris Andrews's books and learn from these bookmaking experts. Scott Sidenberg back here with you. This is the look ahead here on VCN, the sports betting network. Joined now in studio by hockey analytics expert and the co-founder of StatWheats, Megan Chaka. Megan, thank you so much for being here. I know you're in town for the NHL All-Star festivities.
1: Absolutely.
0: Have you noticed the buzz around town for the NHL All-Star weekend?
1: I think so. I mean, that in the Pro Bowl, it's all sports here, (laughs) right? So it's just nice to see, you know, hockey back, a few fans in the arena. You know, it's great to see these type of stars, too, lace it up. So really looking forward to this weekend.
0: Uh, First of all, tell us, what is Staffleets. I know you're the co-founder of the company. Tell us a little bit about Staffleets.
1: So we've grown to actually over 100 employees. We are data and analytics, uh, Mm. doing any sort of advanced stats you could think of for hockey. Uh, anything that you know you see in soccer and football obviously stats has like boomed in yeah, of terms course. of you know data betting mm-hmm. uh, now that betting's coming to Canada as well April 4th for where I lived so we're all really excited to see you know the data market just explode
0: you know a lot of people that bet hockey and, and I bet a lot of hockey and everybody <laughs> watches and listens to this show they they know that I don't necessarily throw out a lot of the analytics but <laughs> I do pay attention to it I know what Corsi means, okay? (laughs) (laughs) There there are are very valuable, informative numbers out there that tell you more about these teams than the actual records or the amount of points that they have.
1: True. Which I think is so valuable. Yeah, and I think there's interesting things about hockey that's a bit more nuanced, too. You know, you have goalies which can be weird and strange <laughs> and a little unpredictable but those are also the matchups that you look for right you know that there's going to be backups that start certain games yeah. you know some you know coaches changes for example can dramatically change people's seasons we saw the St. Louis Blues change their coach go from like a losing record to winning the Stanley Cup so hockey's fun to bet <laughs> you know you can make some serious cash
0: it's a great sweat and this season it hasn't been a big sweat if you're betting favorites Megan this has been a historic season when it comes to favorites dominating, especially when you're looking at the heavy favorites. And I'm, I've been tracking the stats for just the heavy road favorites this year. Of minus 200 or greater, road favorites are 40 and 7 <laughs> this season. And it's at about 78% for favorites overall that are minus 200 or greater. What have you noticed about the disparity in, I guess, competition level, why you have some of these really high favorites every single night in the NHL.
1: Yeah, there's definitely some stinkers this year. I think the one interesting one like team that we can talk about, though, is maybe a Detroit. Like, they've won their winnable games, which Mm -hmm. is kind of interesting because they're a terrible team in a lot of different ways. Um, Also, Carolina and St. Louis. You know, they've been some that they've lost some of the winnable games. So that's a couple teams to look out for that maybe, you know, you can make good money on.
0: And there's obviously the the – the top.
1: Yes. The, the,
0: yes. the elites are the elite. <laughs> Colorado's elite. The Panthers are elite. Like these teams don't Florida. lose. Florida. Yeah. 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 They don't lose. <laughs> no.
1: And they're heavily favorite going mm-hmm. into Stanley Cup. So, you know, maybe not the best bets to make to have a great return this year. Um, but I think, you know, there's a lot of different things that happen when it comes to the Stanley Cup playoffs. And it's not always who you think. You know, there's injuries as well. Like we said, goalies are huge. Mm. Uh, and defense is king, too, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's not just your offensive, like a Toronto Maple Leafs that you see uh, go through the rounds. You know, we see a disappointment in uh, my hometown, uh, you know, time after time. So. Don't even get me started. <laughs> I
0: bet on Toronto against the Devils. Jack Campbell lets up three goals on six shots in the first period. Has to get yoinked from that game. Now, they did wind up coming back, but that was a little frustrating and, and a little unnecessary sweat in that one. Uh, let's talk about goaltending here for a second. I'm a New Yorker. Sure. My Rangers have, in my opinion, the Vezina Trophy winner in Igor Shesterkin. The Rangers right now are tops in their division. They are plus 1,100, though, to win the Eastern Conference. That's the seventh favorite. Right now, it's Florida, Tampa, Toronto, Carolina, Pittsburgh, and Boston, all ahead of the New York Rangers. Would you right. agree with that assessment, with those odds?
1: Yeah, I mean, I heard you say you're going to put a bet on the, the Rangers. <laughs> I actually had, based on my projections, to not in the second half of the season. Okay. Um, some people that could play a bit of spoilers that have underperformed in the first half based on our data are the New York Islanders. We also had the Wild as being sneaky good. Yeah. A team to look out for. So I'll allow you to play that bet. <laughs> I mean, I like the Rangers. I think they're... I'm you know, just Adam thinking, Fox it could just take a hot, a
0: hot goaltender in the playoffs, gets you through. And that's sure. all it takes. He's got to
1: stay hot though, right? He's got to stay healthy. That too.
0: That's what he has to stay. Um, when you're looking at these top teams though, Uh, when you mentioned the Minnesota wild, they're at plus 800 to win the West. I do like Minnesota. That's a good, to me, that's a good play. Do any of these top teams not named Florida or Colorado (laughs) interest you in terms of making it, making a Stanley cup run, whether it be the Toronto's Tampa going for yet another one, or, or, vegas carolina pittsburgh somewhere in that range
1: i like vegas i mean i think they're always in the mix since they started right right out of the gate they've been well coached they've had a great very deep roster the eichel trade was just incredible for various Mm -hmm. reasons so look to see you know them make that push into the playoffs hopefully they go with momentum Uh, and i think yeah I mean, we're in Vegas, so I can't say anything but, right? <laughs>
0: plus 800 right now, Vegas, to win the Stanley Cup. They are to win the West, your second favorite, at plus 330. Uh, Colorado is the favorite to win the President's Trophy, uh, even though Florida does have the most points right now, but it's very, very close. Do you think Colorado continues this incredible run that they've been on? What Before they lost to Arizona, it was 15 of 16 <laughs> that they had won. Uh, before losing that historic uh, upset to Arizona. I mean, it's a
1: long season though, right? 82 games. Uh, uh, And I think that's what you see in hockey and why it's fun to bet on is any one team can beat another team in any given night. And, you know, if you're a great fan and you're someone who likes betting, I think you can look for those games, but obviously you're taking high risks. Like that's gambling, right? If you're Mm. betting Arizona. So um, obviously that's very hard to predict, but there's some fringe ones that I think are a bit easier to pick off. I think as well, you look at like the Winnipeg Jets. I like them. The Flames as well. I think they're going to have a good second half. You saw them have string together, you know, a good five games. uh, Very defensively responsible. I think um, with Winnipeg too, Blake Wheeler's interesting. He's like ranked third in our data for the worst actual goals uh, versus expected (laughs) goals. So we think that he's just getting quite unlucky. Yeah. Uh, So look for him to rebound in the second half, maybe a bit of the aging. He's 35 needs a bit more rest. This break hopefully will help him. Um, But yeah, I think Winnipeg down the stretch too will be interesting.
0: Yeah. Like Calgary is one that I would definitely look out for. They got some talented players on that team Uh, who you mentioned. The Islanders as one of the teams that has been underperforming that you think could, you know, exceed a little expectations in the second half. I mean, Underperforming is not the word. They have been atrocious. But how was COVID,
1: right? Yes. There was all sorts of disruptions mm -hmm. to a lot of team seasons. And I feel like you don't realize getting in that pattern of playing, you know, having that feeling wins under your belt and continuing, like, to go. Whereas they were just, like, some people were sick and then not. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there was just a lot of disruption to that season. And I think, you know, they're well coached. They've always been a very steadfast team. And they do string together wins in previous seasons. So I really do think that they'll, you know, get it together. They would um, be a play on be a team little bit for you. Disruptive. Okay. I, I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but I think they'll disrupt.
0: Yeah, I think they're a little too far back now. Yes. But definitely a team to play on, though, in these matchups moving forward. Uh, I want to – so much more I want to get into with you. Uh, but real quick, there's up on DraftKings Sportsbook, odds to be the top goal scorer in the league. <laughs> The leader right now is Chris Kreider, who <laughs> should have a C on his jersey, by the way, but that's a whole other story. Um, he's at plus 750, though. He is the fourth favorite right. to be the leading goal scorer because it's Austin Matthews, Leon Draisaitl, and Alex Ovechkin ahead of him. Can Kreider hold them off?
1: You know, he's an interesting player because if you look at where he's scoring goals from, it's right in front of the net. You know, he's realized that if he gets into that area— you know, he's really able to capitalize mm-hmm. it and he's getting that the bounces this year, too. So I feel like he's feeling hot. I, of course, have to go with hometown Austin Matthews, <laughs> also an Arizona native. Yeah. I think he's just so talented and, you know, I love the Ovechkin story. I do think he's going to break uh, Gretzky and I am so excited to see him do it. I think it's an incredible feat in any age at any time. Um, so, I'm really cheering for him, but I, I would go with Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews, bet.
0: plus 250 to be the top goal scorer right now. Ov plus 275. And Kreider, who does have the most goals right now at the All-Star break, is at plus 750. She's Megan Cheka, hockey analytics expert. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Coming up next, we're going to talk about All-Star festivities. We're also going to get into a little bit of Olympic hockey. I need to pick your brain on some things sure. coming up next. <laughs> this is The Look Ahead here on Vsin, the Sports Betting Network.
1: the Sports Betting Network.
0: You know that Vsin is the best place to get all of the betting insights for the big game, and right now you can sign up to get our free big game betting guide. This digital guide gives you trends, strategies, props to watch, and tips from our experts. Visit BCN.com slash Super Bowl to get your free guide and get ready for the biggest football betting action of the year. Scott Sadenberg back here with you, joined by Megan Cheka in studio, hockey analytics expert, co-founder of Stathletes. Great information when it comes to all the hockey analytics. And let's talk Olympics because I love betting on Olympic hockey. <laughs> and I was very upset when the NHL decided that they weren't going to uh, participate in this year's Olympics. Um, I think it, it's just it's always better when they do. Uh, and well, you like to
1: see best on best of right? course
0: and you like to know who the players are and and for the <laughs> average hockey fan that's going to watch some of these games they're going to know who you know Eric Stahl is playing for Canada <laughs> they're not going to know a lot of these players especially the United, the United States is sending a team of all college kids um, you might not know these players so I think it makes for a much better viewing experience and a much easier betting experience when it's all NHL players
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd have to agree, um, but you know, it's one of those years where just the chips didn't fall in the right places for them to go. They didn't go to Korea as well. So Mm -hmm. in some ways you can take some betting advice from what happened in Korea, a bit of like the Russian, you know, push that they had in that tournament. Also, obviously, Sweden, Finland, a lot of these countries are very good in like the world juniors. So thinking if they're sending the young kids. I was that's so, what we're going to see.
0: Speaking of being upset, when the World Juniors got know, canceled this year. I know. Don't I know. And <laughs> this is this is not like me being a hockey fan. This is me also like looking at my wallet cuz I I make so much money betting on World okay. Juniors because
1: <laughs> <Interesting. laughs> it's a fun tournament. It's
0: fun, no? and there's a lot of goals being scored. So, like when it comes to a puck line, the games are like seven to two. Right. You can really take advantage, especially <laughs> when you know uh, a lot of the players are top NHL prospects. You know, in the yeah, US, one yeah, going to be a high yeah.
1: event game, right? It's so. it's very
0: good. You know, uh, you know when Spencer Knight and Net and Trevor Zegras and all those—they're all in the NHL now. By the way, all the uh, US Juniors now are all in the NHL. Uh, but let's talk about the men's side for a minute. The future market has Russia as the overwhelming favorite. Right. Which kind of makes sense. They have a bunch of KHL players that are playing in this thing. Finland is next, followed by Sweden, then Canada. The United States all the way down the list at plus 1,600. Any chance of a medal for the U.S. team?
1: <laughs> I mean, going into it, I would say no. But, I mean, if you're cheering for, you know, your home country, why not throw some money on it? I would have to agree, though. I mean, Russia, a lot of them have played together. They're coming in as a cohesive unit. Like we said, the KHL shut down. A lot of the European leagues have taken this break, too. So you're going to see strong Finnish teams. They're very good defensively. You know, they train together a lot of the year. So I think they'll be really hard to beat. Sweden as well, the SHL is stacked with talent. You know, you see a lot of times that translate to very good play in the NHL as well. So, you know, you could never count out Sweden. Maybe if there's good odds on that, throw some money on it. Um, I think it's going to be an okay tournament. I think really all eyes are on USA, Canada and the women's. I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie. I, that's my favorite part of the Olympics is the women's hockey tournament. Um, but we've seen injuries in that game already. So that's a, a bit disappointing. What's
0: so amazing about if you look at the future odds for the women's hockey tournament, it's the United States at minus 115, Canada at minus 105. And then the next favorite would be Finland at plus 1,400. So it's all say, it's all about USA Canada. So
1: like two, three years ago in the world championships, when it was in Helsinki in Finland, they had a goal called back in overtime that it looked like they won that tournament. So I wouldn't count them out either. Crazier things have happened, especially now you see the best player for USA injured, one of the best players for Canada injured. You know, anything can happen when that goes on, but I would say there's like a handful of teams. Beyond that, you know, it's it's total disparity.
0: Now, USA, Canada, they won't face each other until the medal round? I believe so. Okay. Yes. So when we get that matchup. Yeah. of the seeding. Yeah, when, totally. we get, when we see that matchup, then, then that'll be fun because... The odds will be kind of similar to what we're seeing now. Uh, the U.S., it's, it's a fun team to watch. Uh, this morning, I, I, I gave out the play last night. I said the uh, over four and a half goals was the play in the women's game against Finland. Last time they played Finland, they scored five goals against them. And I said, they're going to score five again by themselves. Turns out they scored five again by themselves <laughs> and they won five to two. Yeah, you're uh, not
1: betting the money line for them. You're not making it. Oh, no. Money. <laughs> no. Min- minus
0: 4,000 is, is the money line. Not going to do that. Uh, let's talk. The weekend here, though, NHL All-Star festivities. The skills competition will take place tomorrow. Right. And they're going to have some fun events. I know what they're doing at the Bellagio with the whole thing with the fountains and whatnot. Uh, But you can currently bet right now on just one event. Okay. And that is the fastest skater. Interesting. Connor McDavid is the favorite at plus 150. He's won the award three times. or He's won this event three times, but he didn't win it last year. Right. Cole Maker is your second favorite at plus 450, and then Dylan Larkin is plus 550. Now, he won the event four years ago, before <laughs> McDavid. Fast. yeah. Anybody up on that list pique your interest, besides Connor McDavid?
1: Yeah, I mean, they're all fast players, right? Like, that's why they're in this competition. Maybe Larkin, I mean, uh, McCart's a defenseman, right? So, like, he can skate, but he can skate backwards fast, too. <laughs> Conor McDavid's very sneaky fast, but at the same time, it's more about his acceleration and, you know, his gap control and just the way that he takes his corners too. Like, you know, it's funny in hockey because if it was just about skating fast, you'd see speed skaters in the game, right? It's it's a lot about just creating space with your body and and be able to, you know, push off of players as well. So I think Conor McDavid is definitely with acceleration and just like excitement in the game. He's always number one for me, but... Yeah, if I was to take a bet, I'd go with Larkin. I think Larkin, one Larkin yep. plus
0: five fifty. I'm gonna do it. Larkin plus five fifty. He's won it before, like we mentioned. Exactly. And uh, you know, it's funny when it comes to like events like this during the All Star Festivity, um, desire plays a role. Like, do you want to win the event? <laughs> are you there to have fun or are you there to compete? Some of these guys, they're just enjoying themselves. They're enjoying being there. And
1: they're in Vegas this year. Yeah. So others, it's not St. Louis.
0: Others are really <laughs> trying to win this event. So it'll be curious to see which of these players actually really wants to win versus who's just out there having a good time. Uh, any read on which division you think is going to win this three on three tournament?
1: Oh, my goodness. No, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that's true gambling where, you know, I don't think anyone uh, has an advantage in this type of tournament. Um, three on three is always like interesting, but I think in the NHL, we've seen like a dramatic decrease in the excitement because they've realized that, you know, you have to wait for that perfect opportunity where you do have that two on one or you have a trailer that you can hit coming, you know, and, and be able to catch the goalie off guard or else you're not scoring anymore. Uh, they're just going to shoot out because yeah. they, they don't want a chance it going back with another two on one. Um, but we used to see the back and forth, which was really fun. So I hope they just open it up and skate a lot this weekend.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's not like they're trying to get no. the win. It's not like they're trying for points or whatever. This is, no. they are going to try and score goals here. But I understand. I get that because watching these games now, we have seen a dramatic shift in overtime. We're yes. seeing teams now focus in on possession of the puck. Absolutely. And how many times do you see a pass and they just take it back out of the offensive zone? And yeah. you're like, you're sitting there with a ticket on the team to win, and you're like, go, go, try and score. But no, they rather just preserve possession of the puck.
1: Yeah. It's so very did, frustrating. Did the analytics ruin three-on-three? Maybe. It, what's what's the
0: solution now? I don't know what the solution is. Someone what,
1: actually said a shot clock even. I thought that was kind of interesting, but, you know.
0: How many times are you going to change the overtime rule in the NHL? One from, from, we had normal overtime, and which is what we have in the playoffs, and then we went to four-on-four, and then three-on-three, and –
1: well, the game evolves. It's yeah. like anything, right? Baseball changes like, you know, pitching and time and, you know, anything to kind of keep it um, dynamic. And, you know, you want to make the fan experience and the betting experience at this point as good as you can. So, yeah, you don't want to see uh, a team cycle in the neutral zone just because they're uncomfortable, you know, taking the puck.
0: Yeah, eliminating the red line was probably the best rule that they've ever done. The best Yeah, change I wouldn't even
1: mind eliminating offsides, right, And and overtime.
0: Well, that would be fun. Now we're Something talking different. goal hanging. Imagine that. It brings me back to when I was twelve. That was that was that was what I used to do. I should just. I never got back on defense. I used to just stay there. Very Just stay yeah, there and then smart. yeah. Then someone yeah. just shoot the puck down to me and then whatever. That was always fun. That was a cheap way to get goals. Um, but yeah, no. The NHL does evolve, which is what I love about the league is that they are willing to change things. Uh, I wouldn't mind, and this might not be a popular. Certainly, it's not going to be popular with the owners. I wouldn't mind shortening the regular season.
1: Yeah. I, yeah.
0: I think it's a little too long, especially when you consider, you know, half the league makes the playoffs. I would shorten the regular season.
1: It's a long season. I think when we were talking about like goalies too, I mean, 82 games, you can't play every game and the rest time, the downtime they need, uh, even for the players to stay healthy themselves. It's, it's a gruel. And if you get an injury, like it's hard to come back within mm-hmm. that time timeframe uh, and play like the second half of the season when it's just, you know, constant. So I, I, I think shortening it by maybe 10 games would give a lot of teams a bit more breathing room um, and possibly extend people's careers too. Yeah.
0: make for a fun finish as well. Megan Shaker. Great stuff. Thank you so much. Enjoy Vegas Thank for this you. weekend. Looking forward to it. This is the look ahead here on v the sports betting network.